The college experience on the sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by my bookie sign up over at mybookie.ag and use the promo code SGP 50 to claim your 50% deposit bonus today. Play win get paid over at mybookie.ag. The college experience is also brought to you by odd shark. Head over to oddshark.com to find free picks from their supercomputer and expert writing staff, as well as betting stats and trends you won't find anywhere else. Follow them on Twitter at oddshark and visit them at www.oddshark.com. Yes, this is the college experience. My name is Colby Dant, aka the Dantabase, and welcome, welcome, welcome. Woo! <laughs> and in studio, like always, this time he's halfway sleeping with a bone next to his head. Give it up for Major Mud in the place to be. Yes, Patty C is skipping out. He's got some. Uh, I don't know some shit, some stupid shit in his life's going on, <laughs> going on. You know, he's probably just lazy eating a fucking tub of chicken right now. Doesn't want to get over here. It's it's late at night. It's like this, uh, a weekend of drinking probably just encountered and he's being lazy. Uh, he texted me while he's watching some movie from the nineties called sun chaser, who I happen to know the editor of the film. <laughs> Uh, yeah. What a weekend though. This is like a fusion episode. This is the database top 25 college basketball, but I, there was just, I got to touch on some of the college football action that happened over the weekend before I dive into college basketball. Um, let's just, let's just get right into it. Hope you guys had a good weekend. I got my ass kicked in college basketball. Actually, for the most part, I had a great weekend, but over the whole week, Whew. During the week, I had some really bad days. Even today, I mean, I'll, I'll dive into that in a minute. I'll dive into that in a minute. But thankfully, I, I rallied some in the weekend. But I was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Whew. So I was some tough, 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 some tough, tough days. All right. So college football season still not over. We got Will Greer holding out. Most recent uh, news: he's holding. He's holding out. He's not playing in the bowl game, which is probably a smart decision. If I was his parent, um, I get it, you know, and I, there's a ton of players and he's the first like major quarterback, I guess, to do this. I expect more to do it. I wouldn't be surprised if Ryan Finley ends up doing this. I don't know. He hasn't announced it yet, but I, if, if, if I were their parents, I'd say, Hey, wait, why don't we set out a useless game and make sure we don't get injured? I always think of a bunch of players that have gotten injured. Uh, the first one that comes to mind is Anthony Poindexter, this former safety of uh, Virginia in the nineties. I know he got injured in, in one of those games and actually was projected to be a first round pick. I ended up being a seventh round draft pick. I think he's a coach somewhere in college football right now. Maybe like, I think UConn, I think he's the, t- I don't know if he's still the coach at UConn based on their season. <laughs> uh, but shout out to Anthony Poindexter. It was a hell of a college safety. Uh, Kyler Murray won the Heisman trophy. No surprise. I think he should have won the Heisman trophy. Um, 
pretty much, pretty much. I mean, look, Tua had a great season, but I mean, they were, they were, I don't think they were ever in any close games besides the Citadel one at halftime. And uh, see what I did there. And uh, Murray's dude, Murray had one of the best seasons in college football history in college football history. So that was a no brainer uh, to me, I thought at least. And I thought, I mean, that's not taking anything away from Haskins or Tua or, or Mackenzie Milton or whoever you want to say deserves to be up there, but give it up for Kyler Murray. Um, what else do we have? Army Navy army one seventeen ten. I was right on, I think taking seven and a half in Navy. I think it went down to seven. That spread went all around. At one point it was at six, but I think I might've called. I think someone asked me on Twitter about the over. And I think I actually said, take the over, I guess. I mean, I would have got that wrong, but I would have never bet that. But he asked me what I would do if I had to. And that's what I gave him. Um, what a great game though. Classic game two two option teams. I uh, wish we had more of that, but back to Will Greer guys. I'm loving this. I hope all these players sit out because I, we all know these bowl games are just bullshit, right? I mean, I'll watch them. We'll bet on them. I still enjoy football. It's the end of football. And I I'm trying to savor the moment. However, it should be a playoff. So the more players that do this, the more the NCAA is going to be a little bit fucked and they're going to be like, Hey, maybe we should go to a playoff. At least that's what, that's what I hope. And, uh, I don't know. We'll see. Just like we all need to root for UCF to beat LSU. If you're really rooting for the playoffs to expand, this is your chance. I don't know how they're going to do it, but that's the biggest game of the season for me, for me coming in there. And, and I, I don't think they have a great, I mean, I don't know. I just don't, th- I don't know. I mean, they, they, you get a month to prepare. That's, it could be good. That could be bad. I don't know. I, I guess it's, it's gotta be good when you have a, when you have a, a quarterback that's barely started, he started one game or two games. Um, FCS playoffs. I think I went, I think I went three and one ATS. The only loss was North Dakota state, just destroying Colgate, shutting, shutting them out. I'm excited to watch the North Dakota state, South Dakota state game next week or this Friday. I think it is. Um, it's great to see a proper playoff. That Weber state game was great. Weber state and Maine was a fantastic football game to watch. Defenses were loaded on both sides of the football. They were hitting it was in the cold in Utah. I think Logan, Utah. No. Yeah. Maybe Logan, Utah. That was a fun game. Let me crack this beer. Let me crack this beer. I'm cracking guys, a canned rolling rock. I don't see that every day. I do not see that every day. This is the college experience. Rolling Rock, man. Uh, you know, I've had more experience with bottled Rolling Rock, but either either or, you don't see it every day anymore. I was, uh, I went on a date, well, you know, actually yesterday I went to the UCLA basketball game against Notre Dame, which was fantastic. UCLA hit a three to win the game at the buzzer. And whew, that was about all you can want in a, in attending a college basketball game. UCLA was up by like 10 at halftime or nine at halftime and Notre Dame stormed back. Looked like they were going to be in the position to win the game. Like they were very aggressive within the final two minutes and it looked like they were going to get the win. It really did. The momentum and everything was, was favoring the Irish and uh, UCLA kind of pulled it out, pulled it out their arse, but they needed it. But anyway, I went to a, uh, from there I went 
went out with a gal, which was tough because, you know, I, uh, waiting on a check or two to, to come up in the mailbox. So I'm all working on some limited funds. And it's always strange when you're, when you're going out with a gal and, and it was, uh, I don't know. Just, yeah. I feel like Dave Chappelle on half baked. Remember when he like grabs the, uh, you know, he only has like $5 to work with and he's like walking up the street and he goes to give money to the homeless person and he ends up grabbing money. That's like what I felt like. I mean, I didn't do that, but I'm saying it, it all worked out at the end of the day. But then I, I, I come back home around like 1 a.m. I haven't, you know, really taken my dog out. So I, I go to walk my dog. I end up running my dog. I mean, I had a few cocktails and stuff, but I'm running them and I come back home. And I see this comedian I know, shout out to Matt Devlin, funny comic from Boston. But I see him waiting for an Uber outside of the house next door to me. And I mean, I haven't seen this guy in in a few months. So I was like, and it's just so strange because he doesn't live in my neighborhood. So it was really amazing that he was right there. And I'm like, Matt Devlin, you know, Matt Devlin, is that you? And all of a sudden... It, I, it was, I was right. It was him. I invite him in my house. Next thing you know, he, you know, he's got a backpack of rolling rock beers. We're, we're getting drunk. We're out watching rolling or drinking rolling rock, watching uh bar fly with Mickey Rourke, classic film. So based on a Charles Bukowski book, I don't know what the fuck we're talking about. This is the college experience. You better start thinking about yours. You better start thinking about why the hell I'm listening to the college experience, but I guess I'm explaining why I'm drinking a canned rolling rock. I didn't go to the store and pick out rolling rocks. Anyway, this guy left a bunch in my fridge because he had a backpack of rolling rocks. I, that's what I love about Matt Devlin. Shout out to, to, to the comic Matt Devlin. <laughs> this is going to make this whole episode about Matt Devlin, right? Just amazing that he was had a backpack full of rolling rocks and he's sitting on the side of a street corner in Santa Monica. Awesome. Uh, you better start thinking about yours. Like why the hell you're listening to the show. We are going to talk college football though. What else do we got? Okay. So Pat, I wanted Patty C to be here, but fuck him. He couldn't do it. I was thinking, you know, I, I saw Bill, Bill, Bill Snyder speak at some type of event and they, they put it on Twitter and I was watching it and it was funny because he was talking about how many starters are returning. He said, he's got starters at basically every position that has played significant amount of time coming back next year. And he feels like whatever coach steps in is going to be in a great situation. And I'm sitting there like, that's even more of a reason why you retain Snyder. They were hit with the injury bug. So he, they, they went through a lot of experience this year. So that means next year they would have brought back a ton of players. And then I, the light went off in my head. I was like, dude, you know what? You know what they should do? You know what? Like if Akron, they fired Terry Bowden, Temple, you know, Jeff, Jeff Collins left for uh, Georgia Tech. I hear, I hear uh, Shiano's a candidate at, at Temple which would be a good hire. But I say one of them should shake up the college football world. Probably Akron because it's closer to middle America and they should hire Bill Snyder. That's what I'm saying. Give him just a three-year deal, right? I mean, or four-year deal and let him come to Akron, Ohio. That would, wouldn't that be the fucking greatest curveball of the whole college football season? Wouldn't it? I don't know. Maybe I just want to see Bernie Lomax coach more games. Damn it. Can't fire him for one losing season. Uh, Utah state. They went back. They pulled a K state in a way. They went back to, they so they lost Matt Wells to Texas tech. Now the former defensive coordinator or Matt Wells was a defensive coordinator at Utah state under head coach, Gary Anderson. But when Anderson left to go 
to Wisconsin, they promoted Wells to head coach. Now Wells leaves for Texas Tech, and they hire Gary Anderson over from Utah. thought it was a good hire. I know some people criticized it because of the way he left Oregon State. He did bad at Oregon State, but this guy's familiar with Utah State. He's done good things at Utah State before. Why not? He's familiar with everybody. Probably recruited some of those players. I don't know. I don't know. Or at least the coaching staff. He's probably familiar with some of them. I thought it was a good move. Uh, Auburn hired uh, the Memphis OC. I forget his name at the top of the, uh, you know. But, I mean, Norvell's their head coach. But, I mean, I think that's a good hire. All things considering. Even though I know Norvell's kind of the brains of the the Tiger offense. But I'm sure their OC is probably, probably decent. My guy. My guy. Former Colorado head coach Mike McIntyre is now the new defensive coordinator at Ole Miss. He's got a job to do, too, because Ole Miss had one of the worst defenses in the nation last year, gave up 700 yards to Southern Illinois from the FCS. Uh, what else? Can't, yeah, and speaking of Colorado, Colorado's defensive coordinator under McIntyre. Uh, what was his name? What was this? Not Sean Elliott. That's the Georgia State head coach. Uh, DJ Elliott was his name. Uh he took a defensive coordinating job at Kansas under Les Miles. Uh, you know, Cliff Kingsbury went to uh, USC as an OC. I really like that move. USC should really start. Uh, that guy can develop quarterbacks. So that's a, a crazy, a crazy play. And as I mentioned before, Jeff Collins to Georgia Tech, the Temple head coach who I thought done a great job at Temple in two years. And I, I guess I like that higher. I expect Georgia Tech to be absolute dog shit next year because they're going from the triple option. I mean, I would assume Collins is going to ditch that and go to a, uh, he's kind of a, a run, run first, uh, you know, well, at least at temple, they were a run first team, but I expect that to still take some time at Georgia tech. Um, app state I saw is going to, is, is making a play for Ruffin McNeil, man. Talk about, talk about tough to deal with, man. That's my guy. Ruffin McNeil, former East Carolina pirate player and coach, should still be the coach of East Carolina, if you ask me. Those bastards. But I thought that'd be a great hire for App State. That'd be pretty cool to see him go to his, you know, he's from North Carolina. So I think that would be an interesting, interesting hire. Um, all right. I think that that kind of talks about all the college football stuff that's going on. I think what we got Akron, App State, and Temple is the only coaching positions. Still that need to be filled? I think those are the three. I think. Should figure out what happens there. I feel like I'm forgetting one. I don't know. Uh, on to college basketball. I did go to the UCLA game. That was a great time. They needed that win. Dude, the Pac-12 needed that win. Pac-12 kind of kind of struggling. Strugg- yeah, I'd say out of the Power 5 conferences, they're really hurting. I mean... Arizona State lost to Nevada. So now Arizona State and I think Colorado have the best records in the Pac-12. UCLA needed that win against Notre Dame. They really needed that game. And uh, what? I know that, I mean, Cal got destroyed by San Francisco earlier in the week. Um, Arizona lost to Alabama. Yeah, we should just do it. I mean, Pac-12 is just not looking good. I'm going to do a recap, though. Let's just do a recap of an awesome weekend of college basketball. That was probably the best weekend of the year. Uh, Obviously you had the UCLA Notre Dame game that I was talking about. Fantastic game. Fantastic ending. Classic rivalry. 
You had uh, Xavier Cincinnati, which didn't, I thought it was going to be closer. I ended up losing on that one. Cincinnati took care of business. Uh, like I said, uh, Arizona lost to Bama, which was, dude, that game just smelled to me. That was like Syracuse Pitt in college football this year. How the hell was the line minus one and a half? I mean, Bama is coming off a loss to Georgia State. Now, sure, they blew a 20-point lead, but Bama hasn't been that good this year. They're a young team. I figured Arizona should definitely be, I would think, five or six-point favorite. When I saw minus one and a half, I locked it up, but I thought the game smelled to me. I think I even texted my brother being like, why is it only a point and a half? And then Bama wins the game. I don't know. I probably shouldn't have locked that up based on me, but I just thought, man, Arizona, they're going to win this game, but I don't know. Uh, Michigan State beat Florida. Tough week. I mean, the SEC had some problems this week. Um, that, was a good, that was a good game, though, man. Florida came all the way back. Michigan State took care of business. Indiana, Louisville. Indiana squeaked by Louisville with a one-point win. Dude, you know what the best game of the whole weekend was, though, man? The best game was Seton Hall, Kentucky. That was a wild-ass game. A dude from Kentucky hits like a half-court shot, sent it into overtime, then it was a back-and-forth. Seton Hall takes like a five-point lead in overtime. Kentucky comes back, takes a two-point lead. Seton Hall, hits a, Seton Hall hits a three, and that's a huge win for Seton Hall. I'm telling, I'm telling you guys, if you pay attention to these t- schools that you know probably aren't, proje- aren't going to win the conference, Seton Hall is normally like a team that you can see Will, will will normally be like fighting to get in the field of 64. They'll be on the bubble. And you, when you have a win against Kentucky, who I expect to be better and better as the season goes along, that's a huge win. That's a gigantic win for that program. And for this year, moving forward, um, Georgetown, Syracuse, Georgetown had a chance to get a great dude. Georgetown kind of like fumbled that game. They, they were up by like 10 or 12 at halftime. Syracuse came all the way back. And I thought Georgia, Georgetown was in a position to really win that game even late after Syracuse had gained the momentum in the second half. I still thought Georgetown had their chances and, and blew it. And that's two years in a row that they've kind of con- had Syracuse beat and, and gave them gave him life. And Syracuse came back and have won those games. Uh, Nevada beat Arizona State, as I said. That's a huge game because Nevada now, I think I read in Ken Palm, which I shouldn't even quote because I'm not totally on board with his shit, but... Maybe he has a 70% chance of Nevada running the table and being undefeated. I don't know. Uh, I don't know about that. They, they, they played Grand Canyon tonight and they took care of business, but they didn't win by much, but it didn't Nevada. Nevada is going to be, they have, I didn't know this. I, I just saw this like this week. I think all five of their starting five is fifth year grad transfers or I'm sorry, fifth year seniors, not grad transfers. That, Pays dividends in the tournament. I I'm really excited to see if this team can go undefeated because they are loaded. They are completely loaded. The big one today also Tennessee beat Gonzaga in a heck of a game, heck of a game. And and dude, Rick Barnes. I mean, you could argue Tennessee has the most talented team. I really think like they're they're top five based on talent. Barnes is traditionally known to struggle when his teams have that much talent. See how this shakes out. That was a big win tonight against Gonzaga. Uh, Texas beat Purdue today. That was huge because Chaka Smart had to be on the hot seat after losing to Radford and VCU. I mean, just a brutal, brutal uh, week prior to uh, to the game today against Purdue. They needed that one. 
Uh, speaking of VCU, Virginia rallied, rallied. VCU had Virginia on the ropes late in the second half. Virginia made a late run in the game, ended up getting the win. But man, VCU had him on the ropes and let him off the hook. You want to crown him? You crown him, right, Mud? <laughs> uh, dude, my lock, Princeton St. John's, man. That one was brutal. It was like a five point game with like a minute and a half left, and I got Princeton plus twelve and a half, and they lose by fifteen in like a minute and a half or two minutes left in the game. I don't know how the fuck that happened. St. John's went on like a ten zero run to close out the game. I hate everything. That's a bad beat, guys. Um. Yeah, so I talked about the Pac-12 being weak. So there were some upsets. There were some big upsets this week. Uh, Wyoming beat South Carolina. South Carolina, Frank Martin. I don't know what the hell's happening down in Columbia, but you got to get the you got to rally the troops or something. Uh, Western Kentucky upset Arkansas, and I was on that one. Um, a tough week for the SEC. They needed that Bama win against uh against Arizona because that's. Two pretty pretty big upsets. Tulsa. Tulsa out of the American making making a play by upsetting Kansas State on Saturday. Uh, a couple days prior to that, they upset Oklahoma State. So they're going through the Big 12 teams, man. The Golden Hurricane. The very Golden Hurricane doing things. And the big story for me, now I'm a little bit of a homer with this conference, but Atlantic 10 finally showing up. Big weekend for them. I think it could really help them when come March when they're trying to get teams into the tournament. Obviously, this past week VCU beat Texas, Fordham beat Rutgers out of the out of the the, the Big Ten, and Rutgers people were saying was going to be a lot better this year. Fordham with a big win. Rhode Island beat Holy Cross. I know that you're thinking, what the fuck? Why would I say that? Holy Cross is actually pretty good this year, and they were favored. Rhode Island was looking a little shaky. That was a, a big win for their program, and and overall. And and this is a big one. UMass took down Providence. I was watching this game, guys. Providence was kind of destroying them. I changed it. I did not go back to the game, and I was shocked when I saw UMass won the game by one. But that's a huge win for the uh, the A10. Also, St. Louis beat. I think uh, coming into the game today, I think Oregon State was seven and one. St. Louis was seven and one. I think or seven and two. St. Louis did take down the Beavers. Big win for 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 them. And and then Duquesne beat Marshall. Marshall's a good mid-major. They went to the tournament last year, fucked up uh, Wichita State. Wichita State, by the way, having ton of, a ton of problems, getting blown out by Oklahoma by like 40. I think they're 4-4 four and four or 5-4 and four or something. Greg Marshall's got to figure out something to do there. But give it up to the A-10. A-10 with the, 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 the big upsets of the week. And, uh, yeah. Let's go to the database top 25. Let's just get to it, guys. I don't know what the hell else I'm going to talk about. You know what I mean? Besides Rolling Rock, and you better start thinking about yours. I can just say that a hundred times, over and over and over. All right, but before I go to the database top 25 college basketball edition, I want to tell you that the college experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by MyBookie. Sign up over at MyBookie.ag and use the promo code SGP50 to claim your 50% 50% deposit bonus today. They got a motto over there, guys. They got a motto over there, Mud. You believe that? You play, you win, you get paid over at mybookie.ag. All right. At number 25 in the database top 25, and this team surely will go up from here. I have the Michigan State 
Spartans getting a huge win at Florida. Guys, it's pretty simple though. It's pretty simple when it comes to you can say, how how do they have them? They have two losses. They have two losses, but they do have some quality, quality wins. They with obviously on the road at Florida. Now, I don't know. Florida seems to be a little bit down this year, but that's still a good win. Uh, earlier in the week, they beat Iowa, who's pretty darn good. Almost made my top 25, or almost, yeah. Almost made my top 25. Uh, then they won at Rutgers prior to that. I mean, their only two losses are a four-point loss to Louisville and a five-point loss to Kansas. I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty, pretty solid right there. And once this trickles out, much like college football, I expect them to rise. Their next three games are uh, Green Bay, Oakland, and Northern Illinois before the new year hits and conference play starts. So they should pretty much take care of business there. Avoid If they can avoid the upsets. Uh, at number 24, I have the Colorado Buffaloes. Wow, my buffs. Now, the scary thing here is it's, it's, it's very similar to college football. When I had my buffs in there is Colorado really hasn't played much. I know they're in first place in the PAC 12 tie with Arizona state, but their best win right now is Drake. Drake is six and one and in first place in the Missouri Valley. So I guess that's a decent win right now. They did beat UIC. That's university of Illinois, Chicago, which, which I guess was a good win considering they beat Illinois state the game prior, but I think they still have a losing record. I mean, they beat Arizona. I mean, they beat uh, not Arizona State. They beat Air Force. They beat Colorado State. This team has a very. <laughs> it's hard to tell how good they are. They lost at San Diego by six, but actually, San Diego is looking pretty darn good. San Diego whooped up on the Aztecs. Hard to tell if this team's any good, but based on uh, you know, based right now, they're seven and one, and their one loss is a close loss to a team that seems to be pretty good. Um. So I got the buffs there. Look, I don't know that this is going to last at all. The buffs next three games are, are are at New Mexico and at Indiana or at New Mexico and home to Indiana state for the new year. Actually, it's only two games. So I expect them to be a nice nine and one come January 1st. Um, I mean, what else can you do? That's, that's a solid, that's a solid record. Even though I don't think, I just don't know how good they are. All right. At number 23. I'll put it like that. Colorado's my worst rated one loss team. At 23, I got from the A10, Davidson. Hey, they're in first place. Got the best record right now, currently in the A10. Coming off a nice win against Winthrop. Once again, you look at the schedule. They got a bad loss to Purdue on a neutral site. I mean, they beat Northeastern twice. Northeastern's pretty good. They beat Wichita. Wichita is looking like they're having a down year. Uh, they got, but you know, they're going to be tested in the next couple couple games because they got a home game against Temple on the fifteenth. They're at Wake Forest on the seventeenth, and they also get North Carolina right prior to the New Year. So we'll find out about a lot about Davidson. Much like Colorado, you got to wonder how good they actually are at the moment, but Hey, they're winning ball games. That's all you can do at this point. All right. And at number 22, I got this team's kind of been turning it on. I was a skeptic. The first couple of games I watched them had some injuries, but 
uh, they're kind of turning on. I got the TCU Horn Frogs, the very golden Horn Frogs with Jamie Dixon, former pit coach doing things. Dude, they won by 35 against USC. I understand USC seems down this year, but you beat any power five team by 35 points on the road too. That was basically a home game for USC that was played at Staples center, which is like 10 minutes away. If not even 10 minutes away, it's like a five minutes away from USC's campus. That's a big win. They also won at SMU. SMU seems a little bit more down than normal as well, but still a good rivalry game. Got the dubs. I mean, their only loss right now is to Lipscomb, which is a bad loss, but their ex Lipscomb is, is friggin' seven and two. And they made the tournament last year. So not as bad as a loss, but still, you got to wonder. I've just seen signs of life at least. Cause I can remember watching them the first game of the season. They almost lost to Cal state Bakerfield. Uh, we'll see. They got Indiana state coming up. I feel like everyone's got Indiana state coming up. What the hell? And and then they got the home game, home game against Charlotte. So they should be uh, 10 and one coming into conference play on January 5th against Baylor. Um, Jamie Dixon teams, man, they, they always, uh, they always can play defense. They're always a tough grinded out team. So I'm just glad I've seen some signs of life. Cause I was worried about this team the first couple of weeks or first couple of games. I should say at number 21, I got the Cincinnati Bearcats getting it done. The Bearcats did beat their rival Xavier and I actually kind of beat their ass. I mean, Xavier, Xavier was up early, but they turned it on. And since he took care of business at home, looking at the schedule, you can say right now, okay, who are their best wins? They won at Ole Miss. That's a good win. Ole Miss is six and two. Beat George Mason. George Mason's kind of been a letdown beat. I mean, their one loss was to Ohio State. Ohio State's good. They also won out on the road at UNLV. That's a good win. Beat Northern Kentucky. Northern Kentucky is a good school. Pretty solid resume that the Bearcats are putting together, but they are going to get tested in the next couple games. They get at Mississippi State on the 15th, and then on the 19th, they play UCLA in Chicago. That should be a game. That should really be a game. Actually, no. Actually, I'm sorry. UCLA plays at... That, that's actually in Cincinnati. That is not in Chicago. I think UCLA plays somebody else in Chicago coming up. But we'll find out a lot more about these Bearcats over the next couple games. And at number 20, I got the Virginia Tech Hokies. Look, Buzz Williams, you know, you really let me down on, on that on that Penn State game because I had money on it, you piece of no good, nothing. But, hey, they're still 8-1. and one. They just destroyed South Carolina State, who's absolutely dog shit, but they destroyed them by, you know, a good, you know, 40 points, something like that, 38 points, something like that. Uh... Look, you look at the program or the resume, not the program. Their best win is at well, a neutral site game against Purdue, but they also beat Northeastern, who's solid. They also beat Ball State, who's not bad. Ball State's going to contend, I think, in the MAC. We're going to find out a lot more about the Hokies on the 15th when they go to Atlantic City to play Washington. Washington almost beat at the Pac 12, needed that one, but they still, that actually kind of looks good on their resume. Washington lost by two. Gonzaga hit a game winner. And that was at Gonzaga, too. Um, Hokies are eight and one, though. We're going to find out more about them. I got them at number 20 in the nation and at number 19, because I know you're so 
fucking interested, right? You better start thinking about yours. I got the Oklahoma Sooners. Kruger, Lon Kruger doing some things. Look, their only loss of the year was to Wisconsin. Granted, it was by 20 points. But they got some nice wins. They got some nice wins. UT Rio Grande, they beat. Yo, UT Rio Grande. That's Texas Rio Grande. They've been, they've been treating me kind this year against the spread. I'll, I'll tell you that. I know you're probably wondering, what the fuck is UT Rio Grande? It sounds like a fucking, you know, some type of meal or something in Texas. Now, I'm telling you, just watch them. They're not bad, and they've been doing pretty well against the spread. So, that's all I'm saying. Uh, but Oklahoma beat them by 15. Oklahoma also beat Wofford. Wofford's solid. Now, Oklahoma also beat Florida by five. Got to win against Dayton. Got to win against North Texas. North Texas might win the Conference USA this year. They also beat Notre Dame, and then they just whooped up on Wichita State. And coming up, they get they get really tested. Man, they do get really tested coming up. They get USC, which USC looks like shit, but hey, it's still a, a power five. They also get Creighton, and then they go at Northwestern on December 21st, and then conference play starts in January. And by the way, conference play, January 2nd, they open up conference play at Kansas. That's a brutal way to start the season or the conference season. But the Sooners, Sooners, I got them at number 19 in the nation. At number 18, I got the Buckeyes of Ohio State. Yeah, I thought they made a mistake by firing Thad Mata. Mata, I, perhaps I'm wrong. The Buckeyes were supposed to be bad this year. They're looking pretty money. Their only loss is a, is a you know, a 10-point loss to Syracuse. Granted, it was at home, but Syracuse is good. They got wins already over at Cincinnati, at Creighton. Those are two nice wins. They already And they also beat Minnesota at home, took care of business, and they also won at Illinois. Coming up, they do get uh, Bucknell and Youngstown State, which should be two more wins before they go to Chicago to take on UCLA. I knew it was somebody was taking on UCLA in Chicago. It is the Buckeyes on December 22nd. That should be a good game. That's the one... That's the one they really, you know, UCLA could use that one. The Pac-12 could use that one. But right now, I got the Buckeyes doing things. Number 18 in the nation. All right. Now at number 17, I got the NC State Wolfpack. Look, <laughs> I talked about this team last week. Hey, they're 8-1. and one, And they've been blowing everybody out of the water. The they haven't played much. That's that, when you look at the schedule. Okay, they have their one loss was to Wisconsin by four. And might I add that that was uh, I believe. Let me just double check that. I, that was in Madison. Yeah, that was not a neutral site game. That was in Madison. I mean, they they won at at Vanderbilt. That's probably their best win right now. They beat Mercer, who's solid. But, I mean, they, they have blown out. Now, maybe the schedule's soft, but they have like four or five 40-point wins and 30-point wins. I mean, it's pretty pretty crazy. But they're going to get tested coming up. They play at Penn State, get a home game against Auburn, and then they get a couple of cupcakes before they, they, they go to the new year in conference play. But, hey, Wolfpack doing what they have to do right now. Coming in at number 17 for me, at number 16 is... Coming off a loss, their first loss of the season, and this team could come back up. I got the Sun Devils, Arizona State University, and Bobby Hurley, 
doing a great job there, Bobby Hurley. Uh, look, they had that Nevada game too. I don't know if anyone watched that. If you guys watched that, they had Nevada up. They were beating Nevada by like 12 at halftime. You're thinking, man, Arizona State's loaded. Nevada doesn't panic, though. That, that's the benefit of having those five seniors, fifth-year seniors, as your starting five, and I feel like that means your whole team's pretty much experienced, is they're not going to panic. They've been there. The experience level of the Wolfpack coming through for them. So Arizona State, though, decent resume. Decent. They got lucky, though. They had to play at San Francisco, and that game got canceled earlier in the year because of the air quality and the fires going on. I mean, I know the game wasn't outside, but uh, they did win at Mississippi State. It's a big win. It's a big win, and that's probably their best win of the season. They also beat Utah State, who's solid. So we're going to find out more also about the Sun Devils. They play at Georgia and at Vanderbilt the next two games before they uh, they host Kansas and Princeton before the New Year's. So that's four tough games. Decently, I mean, three power fives in Princeton. Who's Princeton's the type of team. Well, hell, they should have covered today for us and gave St. John's a run. So the Sun Devils, I got coming in at number 16, at number 15 in the nation. The Dantabase top 25. Who was my number 15? I got the Florida State Seminoles. Leonard Hamilton doing a big job. Doing, doing, dude, he's kind of been a slept on coach. Florida State had a great run last year. They came up with a huge win against UConn on Saturday. That was a big game. I had UConn actually barely covered that one, man. They covered that by a point for me. It was one of my locks. Uh, but Hey, right now, I mean, their only losses to Villanova, which was by six points. They got wins against Purdue wins against UConn wins against LSU wins against, uh, Florida. I mean, those are some solid wins. Even like the, the other ones, UAB uh, Tulane, uh, Troy. I mean, they're not playing really shitty cupcakes. They're kind of taking care of business and the Seminoles are going to be a player in the ACC this year. I got the Seminoles at number 15 at number 14. I just talked about this team. I think their, their lone loss is to the Sun Devils. I got the Mississippi State Bulldogs and Ben Howland. Um, hey, they had a big win on Saturday. Took care of business against Clemson in Starkville. Great win. They took care of business on November 30th when they won at Dayton. It's a good win. They also beat St. Mary's. I mean, they got a decent resume considering their only loss is to Arizona State by five points. Um, they are going to be they are going to be tested coming up though. They get their next game is a home game against Cincinnati, then a home game against Wofford, then a home game against Wright State, and then a home game against BYU. Now I know that's not crazy, but here's the deal: Cincinnati, we know they're legit. Wofford's a good mid-major. Wright State and BYU, not bad. Those are games that you know, they got to take care of. But I could also see them dropping one of those. I mean, I, I wouldn't bet on that, but I would say if they don't bring their A game, they could get beat by those teams. BYU is kind of underrated. Um, but I got the Bulldogs, Mississippi State, coming in at number 14. At number 13, I have the Auburn Tigers, we Tigers staying in the SEC. This team's really talented. I expect this team to be a lot higher over the next uh, couple weeks in college basketball. They already got some good wins. They beat Washington. Washington just gave Gonzaga a heck of a game. They beat him by 22 also. They beat Xavier. They played Duke tough only losing by, by six. They beat Arizona by 16. Beat Dayton the other day. So they, they're building some, 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 
some nice wins. They they play they got a uh, in state game at UAB. Should be able to take care of business there coming up on the fifteenth. On the nineteenth, they're at NC State. That's a big one for for the program there. And then they get Murray State in North Florida before they enter conference play. Uh that NC State game. I mean, if they can get past that, it should be a there should be one loss. They should be only have one loss going into conference play, and that's that's pretty big for the Tigers. Bruce Pearl doing things. Probably cheating, but doing things. Uh, at number 12 in the nation, I got the Duke Blue Devils. Well, how do I have them at number 12? They're the best team in the nation. Because right now, based on resume, their, their lone loss is to Gonzaga. Gonzaga. So I basically have Duke as the second highest. No, I'm sorry. I have third highest one loss team. And that's because they're very impressive. But look at the schedule. What's their what's their marquee wins? At Kentucky, obviously. But Seton, that Seton Hawkins win kind of hurts that a little bit. You say, well, they beat San Diego State by 30, but San Diego State's losing to everybody. San Diego State lost to Cal. San Diego State lost to San Diego the other day, hurting the strength of the schedule. They do have a great win against Auburn by six. They do have a great win against Indiana by by twenty one. Those are the two big ones. They did take care of business against Yale. Yale's a solid team. But overall, I mean, it's a solid, that's a solid resume. But we're going to see, they get uh, Princeton. I love how they play uh, Yale and Princeton back-to-back. They get Princeton next, and then they get the uh, Texas Tech game, which I believe is in Madison Square Garden. Yes. Uh, that's a big one for them. And then they, those are the final two games in December for them. Two big games. Princeton's not bad, you know, but they should be able to take care of them. Texas Tech's going to be the one. That's the one to circle. But I got the Blue Devils right now at number 12 in the nation. They will probably move up just like in college football. Bama was further back as they got more wins. The resume looked better, and they surpassed a bunch of other schools. Uh, At number 11, I have the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Look, I know they're not fully healthy. But at the same time, if you're just looking at the resume, if you're just looking at the resume, they're the second best one-loss team in the country. They got they they got some, they got some nice wins though. I mean, obviously the Duke win, they beat Arizona, they beat Illinois, they beat Texas A&M, they beat uh, Texas Southern, who's a weird team. They beat Creighton at Creighton. They beat Washington. They got a great resume so far. Now, they did lose by three at Tennessee in the final seconds of the game. Tennessee hit a three to really win that game. Their next game is at UNC. Huge game. Got a rebound there. Get the dub if they want to, you know. I mean, they're going to make the tournament probably no matter what. But I'm saying that's a big game still. It would be nice to have that one on the resume. before they get, And then after that, they get Texas Arlington, Denver, and uh, Cal State Bakersfield. They get... Like it's still got a lot of games in, De- in December, but still, UNC is the one that probably the only one they could end up losing. All right, and at number 10, my highest-rated one-loss team in the nation, and the reason why is they pulled out a big win tonight. I got the Tennessee Volunteers and Rick Barnes. Going to be interesting to see how this team progresses. This is a really talented team. Barnes kind of always has a knock against him. as a great, he's, a, he's a great recruiter, but X's and O's, you know, coaching always struggles. 
or his team struggle in the tournament seems like when even when he had Durant or when he was at Clemson, he had Greg Buckner and all those guys. Uh, it's gonna be interesting to see. They got a game coming up at Memphis. Uh, they better hope they don't start smelling their own shit because Memphis Penny Hardaway is doing some things there. Then they get Samford, and then they get Wake Forest and Tennessee Chattanooga before the se- before December ends. They should be able to, to win all those games, though. Watch that Memphis game, though, because that's right after the Gonzaga one. Maybe they're smelling their own shit. Penny Hardaway. I don't know. Stranger things have happened. At number nine in the nation, and I really don't know how good of a team this is, I got the St. John's. How would I always forget their nickname? Red Storm, because it used to be something else, I think. They won today. They ended up covering, even though they shouldn't have. I lost money on that. That was my lock. But when you look at this resume, all right, their best win is probably at VCU by one point, which was controversial, by the way. If you watch that game, VCU's player got fouled in the final seconds, shooting a three, and they did not call it. I mean, it was a blatant foul. So he would have had three shots to win the game. He all he had to do was make two, and it was a guard, I think. But they got the they got the win there, and they also beat Georgia Tech. Those are two nice wins. Princeton's not bad. They beat Cal by, by three. They beat Rutgers by tw- by nineteen. I mean, they got some nice wins, but nothing crazy. We'll see how this, uh, you know, and the remaining December schedule is absolute shit for the most part. They get Wagner, St. Francis. They. They do get Seton Hall on the 29th of December. That's a big one. Obviously, that's a conference game, actually. So I guess the, yeah, the Big East is starting their conference play a little bit early. Uh, Yeah, I mean, but right now, I got them as the lowest-rated undefeated team in the country. At number eight, I have the Buffalo Bulls out of the MAC. Hey, Buffalo Bulls, 9-0, and doing things, just coming off a nice 18-point win against St. Bonaventure. By the way, St. Bonaventure, I was I was talking shit about them because last year they were good. They made the tournament, and they replaced a lot. They're really young this year. But prior to this Buffalo game, I kind of thought they were getting it together. They had like a 40-point win against Siena, and I, I or 30-point, I don't know, something. It was a lot. But I kind of thought St. Bonaventure, maybe this is a team I should watch as the season progresses. Well, Buffalo just destroyed them. But Buffalo's got some good wins. Buffalo won at San Francisco by four. San Francisco is good, guys. Buffalo won against uh, St. Bonaventure, like I just mentioned. They also won at West Virginia. They also won at Southern Illinois, who might even be the best team in the Missouri Valley when it's all said and done. And they also beat Marshall. I mean, this team is doing, it's, it's taking care of business. And a lot of these wins are decent size. Decent size win, yeah. Uh, they get Syracuse coming up. Well, they get... Wow, they play Southern Illinois again. That's crazy. They play Southern Illinois twice. I did not know that. Uh, and then they're at Syracuse and at Marquette before. Yeah, I mean, that. so you, we're going to learn a lot about Muffalo. Muffalo. Uh, Buffalo in the next couple of days. They better start thinking about theirs because they have some opportunities to really get some nice fucking wins coming up. Go Bulls. I would love to see that. At number six in the nation, I have Furman. Gotta love what they are doing. Now, I know Furman hasn't really, I mean, over the past couple of days, I know that the resume, I'm sorry, I'm pulling up the old schedule here because I want to say, who's Furman got? 
Yeah, they won at Elon, but barely. Their next couple of games are at South Carolina Upstate versus Charleston Southern. They should take care of those and be undefeated. And then the big one comes on December 21st at LSU. And LSU, guys, I think is really underrated. Watch out for that, that game. But if they can get that win at LSU, Furman will be looking good. Furman beat Loyola. Now, that's not looking like such a great win anymore because Loyola is looking very questionable. However, Furman did win at Villanova, and that is looking like a quality win because Villanova is looking better and better as the season has been going on. And I got them at number seven. At number, I'm sorry, I got them at number six, not seven. Buffalo is seven. Furman is six. And I'm going to hit you with the top five. But before I hit you with the top five, I want to tell you that the college experience is brought to you by Odd Shark. Head over to oddshark.com to find free picks from their supercomputer and expert writing staff, as well as betting stats and trends that you simply won't find anywhere else. Follow them on Twitter at oddshark and visit them at www.oddshark.com. Whew. Getting through these commercials, man. It's tough when I do these solo shows. I'm fucking like, just not as entertaining. I can't make fun of this guy. You know, I can make fun of him, but he can't even defend himself. You know what I mean? I could tell you a Patty C. What 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 Patty C story could I tell you? I could tell you that I've seen him punch many of walls. <laughs> I'm not gonna go there. Drywall over Tecmo Super Bowl. That's all I'll say. <laughs> Throw a pizza. Throw a fucking pizza at me. Uh yeah. Top five. Dantabase top five. Number five, I got the Nevada Wolfpack. No, I'm sorry. I do not. I have the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Hey, I just talked about this team. Texas Tech got a big matchup in Madison Square Garden with the Duke Blue Devils coming soon. Look, Texas Tech has not really had many tests so far. Um, They beat Memphis at Memphis by 11 points on December 1st. That was a big win. They had a great win at USC by like 15 points, but that's not looking so good anymore. Their best win actually is at home against uh, Nebraska, who's pretty good, and they they won that game by 18 points, so that's a pretty solid win. Um, we're gonna find out more coming up. I mean, they get a couple a uh, couple of scrub. I mean, like shitty mid major. Uh, they get Abilene Christian, who's actually nine and one, and then they're at Duke, and then they get UT Rio Grande. Don't you sleep on UT Rio Grande, guys. <laughs> um, yeah. So I got the Red Raiders at number five. At number four, this is what I meant to say. Coming into this Nevada Wolfpack, guys, this team could, uh, wouldn't that be crazy if they went undefeated? Wouldn't that be crazy? I mean, let's just pull up the schedule. I just got to look. I want to look at the whole fucking schedule, not just the next three games. Okay. They get... Well, they get South Dakota State, which is a tournament team, by the way. Their next matchup is against a team that's made the tournament the past two years. They need to not take that lightly. They also get Akron. What is Akron? Akron's a 6-3. and three. They're a decent max school. They should be able to win those. And then they're at Utah. That's the big one before conference play starts at Utah. But Utah's kind of, kind of down a little bit. Conference play starts, they get... What was their... What's their hardest games left? I would say it's got to be what at Fresno State on January twelfth, at San Diego State February twentieth, and at Utah State March second. I could see Utah State being the one, but I don't know, man. They might run the table. They might do it. Watch out for South Dakota State, though. 
I don't know if they have the athleticism though, but hey, you never know. Start smelling your own shit. Have a bad game. Musselman doing things at Nevada. I wonder if he can stay at Nevada for a long run, like more than these two years. Can you imagine if he stays and builds that program and builds it up? That'd be pretty cool to see. Uh, at number three, I got the Virginia Cavaliers. Tony Bennett taking care of business, getting a nice win against the VCU Rams. Hey, that was a nice win because they were getting beat a lot of that game. VCU was was kind of kind of giving it to them, and then they rallied. They got some good wins though. Right now, you evaluate the schedule, you see okay, they got to win against Dayton, they got to win against Wisconsin, they got to win at Maryland. I got a win against VCU. They, their next couple of games are South Carolina, William and Mary and Marshall. They should be undefeated coming into, uh, coming into conference play on January 5th. Uh, Tony Bennett. I, you know what? You know what? I was thinking about this, man. Maybe Virginia could be a team that, that we could bet on this year in the tournament. Cause when you have a loss, when you're the only team that's lost to a 16 seed, that shit's got to build character. That shit has got to build character. So I would think this year coming into the tournament, maybe this year, maybe, because I know Tony Bennett traditionally has been shit in the tournament. I've preached that the past couple of podcasts, but I'm thinking, I mean, past couple of years on the podcast and my write-ups and stuff, but maybe, maybe this team's got some mental toughness that a lot of his other teams maybe didn't have prior. I don't know. I was something I was thinking about when I saw them rally back to beat VCU because VCU was looking like they were going to beat them. Uh, all right. At number two in the nation, I got the Michigan Wolverines, Michigan guys, you know, they looked money. I mean, they had some scares the past week. They, they, they eked by at Northwestern and they, they beat South Carolina by, by 11. South Carolina is not very good, but the two point win at Northwestern, Hey, they're undefeated. Who cares? You're going to have wins like that when you're, when you're a good team, you, you know, you come on the, you go on the road to play a rival. I mean, this team's already beaten North Carolina, Providence, Villanova, and Villanova, they destroyed. And I was at Villanova. They've beaten Purdue. I mean, dude, they are looking money. And they, I don't even see that much. They play Western Michigan next, then Air Force, and then Binghamton. They're going to be undefeated coming into uh, conference play. I know they kind of started conference play, but when the real conference play starts on January 3rd. And at number one in the nation, what you've been waiting for, I got... The Kansas Jayhawks. Hey, they got a man down. Had a scary fucking game against New Mexico State. New Mexico State's good, though. New Mexico State's going to end up probably in the top 25 when it's all said and done in the database top 25. But, hey, Kansas took care of business. They also beat... Their, their winning against Tennessee looks even better now because Tennessee beat Gonzaga. Their win against Louisiana Lafayette. Louisiana Lafayette's solid. And then they also have a win against Marquette who happened to beat Wisconsin yesterday. That helps their strength of schedule. Even the New Mexico State win. I expect New Mexico State to win their conference. They also beat Wofford. Wofford gave them a game. They also beat Stanford. They got a good resume right now. They got a good, they beat Vermont. Vermont could come out of there. They could have, and they beat Michigan State. This team's got great wins. Great wins. Give it up for the Kansas Jayhawks and Bill Self, even though maybe he bought all these players. I don't know what the hell's going on. Regardless, they deserve to be number one in the nation right now based on the resume. And this is the database top 25 guys. I know you're probably so fucking bored. You're like, Jesus, what happened? Why am I not being as funny? It's hard. There's not, there's not stuff there. Um, but I will say this, man, what we would love guys 
hopefully you listened to my picks on Saturday when I went pretty darn good against the all my locks in general. In general, in all my games, I had a, win, a pretty good record on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, it was, throughout the week, it was really bad. But hey, I think you go through these stretches throughout the season. I've done this the past couple of years, so uh, gonna get back on the horse, man. Got to get back on the horse, and you saw it on Saturday and Sunday with the, with my performances. But uh, yeah, guys, we'd appreciate it if you could buy. We have merch. We have merch. You can buy sweatshirts. It says the college experience. We would really appreciate that. T-shirts that say the college experience. We got T-shirts that say the sports gambling podcast. Sweatshirts that say the sports gambling podcast. I got a bunch of stuff on merch or on the merch. All you got to do is go to www.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Click on the merch section. Also, guys, I pick. I do daily picks every single game against the spread. Me, NC Nick, Patty C, all every day. We are putting in a lot of work for you guys. I hope you guys are getting something from that and winning some money. And if you could leave us a positive review on iTunes, guys, that's all we ask. All we ask, really, that or maybe buy a shirt just so we can get a little extra money so we can treat, so I can give Mud a bone for Christmas, all right? Get the guy a bone. Uh, that bone he's had for fucking months. <laughs> he's passed out on my couch right now. Uh, yeah, if you can go to sports gambling podcast, I mean, no, 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 yeah, sports podcast.com and buy some of our merch. We'd appreciate it. And also if you could leave us a positive review, if you can go to Google or, or iTunes, whatever in your search window and, and, and type in sports gambling podcast network and leave us a positive review, we would really appreciate it. You can find us on Twitter at SGP network. You can find me on Twitter at the Colby D. This is the college experience guys. I need to start thinking about mine because I just you know, need to get my shit together and get these picks rolling. I keep rolling, rolling, rolling. Terrible, terrible music by Limp Bizkit. Um, let's just, uh, yeah, till next time. Patty C will be in studio on the next episode and we will get dive deep, deep into everything going on in college football and college basketball. This is the college experience. Thank you for tuning in. You better start thinking about yours. Take care.